0: You know, I'm going to put myself on blast a little. Uh, I'm going to start off. Can can I do that? Sometimes you have to be honest. So I was talking to my mom earlier this week, and as any good mother, she's all, you know, hyped up about everything that's happening, and you need to go stock up, and so I realized... Right? She's, you need to go stock up. You need to go to Costco. You need to go to, to everywhere under the sun and, and just be stocked up so that when the world comes to an end, at least I have all kinds of food in my refrigerator. <laughs> like, as if that's going to help, right? But I realized that she might have a little bit of truth because when I opened my refrigerator, I had two onions, some butter water. And then I realized I only had one roll of toilet paper. Now, if the world's coming to an end, I need more than one roll of toilet paper. I don't know about you, but I do. Okay. I know that's typical bachelor. So it is what it is. So I decided, you know what, maybe I should at least go to the store and grab a few more necessities before all these folks out there grab it all up. And then I'm having to use Kleenex and paper towels, right? So I got up early Thursday, because I said, there's no way I'm going on the weekend where everybody goes out there. So I got up early Thursday, and I decided I was going to be there at Costco like right when it opens, because who goes shopping on a Thursday? Well, about 100 other people had the same idea that I did. (laughs) And they all showed up at Costco, and I'm telling you, when people are in a panic, and there's like, you could feel the anxiousness in the crowd. I mean, you really could just feel it. People were anxious. They were nervous. They're all like inching closer and closer. They're, they're starting to get like pushy and yell at each other. And they're using all kinds of language. And I'm not just talking about different earthly languages, but they're using all kinds of language and just sitting there and really upset all waiting for this one door to open. So I'm not going to lie. I started getting a little nervous. I'm like, what if a fight breaks out? I don't know how to fight. <laughs> and no offense, ladies, but I've seen some of y'all at the grocery store at like Christmas time and Thanksgiving or when I was growing up, there was a show called Supermarket Sweep. Everybody remember? Anybody remember that show? Those people fought, right? Some of y'all are like, yes. The rest of y'all are like, supermarket, what? Just Google it. YouTube it. Okay. So then I thought, you know, what if there? Then I thought, what if I get in the store and everybody makes a run for the same things that I need? Am I gonna like fight and push to get toilet paper? Like, really, in a Costco, am I gonna be like going all over the ground with somebody? Like, that's my Charmin, get out of (laughs) here. And I thought, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. So I'm sitting there in line. And I thought, now I'm a Christian, what in the world should, how should I be reacting to this? And one word came to my mind, peace. And I thought, okay, I can exhibit that, right? Now, if that wasn't enough stress let me continue. So that was my Thursday. So yesterday was a nice day. I got up. Then I get word from Pastor David Ham. Pray for him. He's a little under the weather this weekend. So he said, you know what? I'm not going to be able to come in tomorrow to share. So can you take the six o'clock service for me? Now at six o'clock, 24 hours prior on a Saturday, when you're getting ready to go to the gym. Yes, I'm starting to go to the gym. All right. Summer's coming. Don't play. And <laughs> I realized, I go to the gym, I'm having dinner, like, what? So he wants me to take the service, so of course I panicked at first. I, I'm sorry, I'm not that spiritual, I wasn't it? like, oh yes Lord, thou servant are available. I was like, what? Is he, oh Jesus, healing right now, let him text back and say it was a mistake. Seriously, that was, that was my prayer. I was like, oh God, what should I talk about and immediately, I was just sitting in my apartment and, I, and I'm sitting there immediately, um, Proverbs 3, 6 comes to mind. And so I turned to my Bible and Proverbs 3, 6 says, seek his will in all you do and he will show you the path to take. And I felt like that was just the Lord saying, calm down, I have this. There's enough deposited in you in this relationship that we have that even in a season like this, when you have to fill in because somebody's not, well, I'm going to take care of you. And so I was heading out to, to the gym, I was heading to dinner, and I just, I just kept praying in my heart, and I said, God, you know, what is it, what is it that you want to share? What is it that's on your heart? Because he knows every one of you, and he knows that you are coming here tonight. Again, one word came to my mind, Peace. And then a song came into my mind and has just been. I was walking up uh, to my friend's house last night and I was just, at, at first, I'm just singing it in my mind. And then I thought, who cares? This Broadway, right? People sing out all the time. So then I just started singing out. You know, I was like, well, they can listen to, they can hear what God has put on my heart. And that's kind of what comes in your heart. Maybe we'll sing it later, but it's just this song that came into my heart about peace. So then I got up this morning and check the news, and every story, as you scroll through your feed, as you look through things, every story is the fear and anxiety that's gripping the world, the nation, this city, as you hear more and more about uh, this virus that's coming in, and so I thought, God, this is, I mean, it it can be alarming, right? Again, one word came to my mind, peace, peace, now, I know that's kind of odd to think. I thought, now, with all of this, why is peace coming to my mind? Because I think God wants to say something to us tonight. See, you use wisdom, and you have to stay alert in situations like what's happening. I'm not, I'm not saying that. You obviously use wisdom, and, and you, you have to have the discernment. You have to be careful, and you take precautions. But no matter what we read with the hype, breaking news, state of emergency, all those different things, we have to be careful that the situation doesn't consume us. As a matter of fact, do you know one of the highest on the chart of rented movies for the week is a movie with a plot like eerily similar to this? I don't know if you ever heard of it. Look, y'all going to be like, oh, I'm going to go watch it. But um, it's a movie that came out a couple of years ago, and it talks about basically this viral disease that is, is spreading around. And so people are renting it up because situations like this consume us. So they start watching movies, they start going back and reading clips, and then some of y'all, you know you have those friends who are like the conspiracy theorists, right? So next thing you know, now they're telling you, you know, I think it was made in like in by the subway people to keep, you know, they start coming up with all this other stuff, you know, so you have your friends who are like building on the hype and just going on it, and next thing you know, you can find yourself being anxious and fearful, So I looked that word up, peace, and Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines peace as two things, a state of tranquility or quiet and freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts and emotions. It's a very formal definition, right? But let me, so this is what they say, a state of tranquility or quiet and freedom from oppressive thoughts and emotions. And I thought, that's a pretty good definition. But it doesn't answer how we get peace. You can define stuff all that you want to, but a definition will only take you so far, right? It always begs the question, how? How do I get that? How do I I get this peace? And so as I was thinking through that, I realized before you can answer the how, You have to figure out the who. So let's take a moment and go on that journey, the who. Now, the prophet Isaiah, we go to the Bible because we're Christians. And the prophet Isaiah was going through a similar situation where fear, anxiety, uneasiness in a society that was not really looking to God for answers. There was a prophet, and he's written about, and so he was living in a society that was Depending on how you want to judge it, it could, could be a lot worse than what we're going through now, but a lot of the principles were the same. People were not turning to God. They were not looking to God for answers. They were looking to themselves. They were looking to human, uh, the human way of doing things. They were looking to earthly wisdom. They were looking to all of these things to figure out all of their problems. That sounds familiar, right? But they weren't looking to God. Now Isaiah was speaking to a specific group of people who knew about God. They had all of the stories that told them how God brought them out of Egypt. And we're speaking specifically to the nation of Israel, how God brought them out of Egypt, how he brought them out of slavery, how he had protected them time and time again. He fed them in the midst of famine. When there was no food to eat, God brought them food. When there was no water for them to drink, when they were walking through the desert, God provided water to them. Yet they still refused to trust in him. So Isaiah writes about this in the Old Testament. He writes his thoughts about this. And in Isaiah 26, 3, this is what he says. You, now that's Isaiah speaking to God. This is Isaiah speaking to God. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, that means focused, because they trust you. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are focused on you because they trust you. So your mind has to be focused on God so that you can learn to trust him. So if fear and anxiety are going through your mind and you're not focused on him, then that's what's going to come out in your actions. That's what's going to come out in your words. That's what's going to come out in all that you do. But if your mind is focused on him, then that's what's going to come out. There's going to be. And what is it going to come out? It's going to come out in the form of peace. So Isaiah understood that peace comes from God. That's the who part. He grasped that. But let's take it a little further. See, there's another guy named John who was a follower of Jesus. And he, understanding also, like Isaiah, that peace comes from God, he wrote in the New Testament of the Bible, so that's the newer part of the Bible, the words of Jesus explaining peace. So John spent time with Jesus, and Jesus talked about this peace. As a matter of fact, John wrote in 1633, I, now this is Jesus speaking, I have told you these things. Now what things is Jesus talking about? Who he is, why he came and what it means, what all of it means, him coming and and dying on a cross for you. So I have told you these things so that in me, that's Jesus, you may have peace. In Jesus, you will have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Now, ain't that the truth? God himself is trying to tell you something. In this world, you will have trouble. Just give your neighbor that look. He's talking about you. (laughs) So if God himself told you we're going to have trouble, why in the world do you think we're not going to have trouble? We're always searching for this utopian idea of this carefree world with no trouble, no arguing, everything's great. We're all living just this kumbaya, happy life. I don't know who's living that. If you are, talk to me later. But how many of you are living life? And how many of you know life is full of trouble? Now, it's not always. You have good times. You have bad times. But life is just life. It happens. So Jesus himself is saying, in this world, you will have trouble. But he doesn't finish there. He says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He has overcome the world. He's saying, I can overcome all of your trouble. I can provide you the one thing that you need, peace. It's quite funny. I was watching a, 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 um, an interview with a very well-known celebrity a couple of years ago. And they, they were asking him, it was one of these entertainment shows, and they were asking him, with all the success that you have, you know, all the money, all the fame, you know, all of the travel, all the notoriety, all of this stuff, What's the one thing that you wished you had? And of course, they're waiting for, you know, I don't know what they were waiting for, but it's an entertainment show, so I don't think they were expecting his answer. And he paused for a moment, he intently looked, and he said, Peace. And you could tell that the interviewer was a little taken back and said, Oh, yes, you know, peace in the world. But that's obviously not what he meant. Because his facial expression gave it away. That's kind of like, yeah, that's not really what I meant. But you know what, for the sake of time, just go with it. Obviously, he was talking about peace in his heart, peace in his life. Because, folks, let me tell you something. Not that I have it, but I've read enough. I've seen enough. I know people enough. We've heard people who have money, fame. All that stuff will not bring you peace. We've heard before, more money. All right, some of you are like, what? What? Some of of us young bucks are like, what? Yes, let let me put it in modern vernacular. More YouTubing, more gramming, more problems. You think you want to be a YouTube star and a one-hit wonder? That's going to bring nothing but more problems for you. Money brings more problems, brings more taxes, it brings more responsibility, it brings more people who want your money. You think it brings you, if you ever notice a lot of celebrities, they get their money and then like 10 years later, they're on like one of those like cable channels you don't watch reality show, where are they now? Because they bought this house for them and their friend and a car for them, and their friend and they forgot, you have to pay taxes You have to pay upkeep on the house. The million dollars don't just buy you the house, it's like a down payment. More money, more problems. We think money will solve our problems. And you know what? I've been there. I've been there. I I didn't grow up wealthy and so I always thought if I had money it would be great. So I thought I was going to have a very lucrative career. Then God said, no, I want you to work for a church. See God's got a sense of humor, right? And I'm not going to lie, for the first couple of years being here, every year, I came in May of 2007, and every May it was like, all right, Lord, whew, I gave my time to you, I'm getting older, I got to get out there, missing the prime of my life, I got make, to make some Benjamins. And the Lord was like, that's all right, I gave you, who's on the $1 bill? You know, <laughs> I gave you that. In this world, you will have trouble. There's another place Jesus is talking, and John records it in John 14, 27. He goes, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. How declarative of a statement is that? He said, I don't give you the peace that the world gives you. The world says peace is wrapped up in your favorite politician winning the election or your favorite, uh, you know, movie winning an award or your favorite friend, you know, taking you out for dinner or whatever it is. That's the world tells you that's peace. That's what's happy. You being able to go on that once in a lifetime vacation, you always wanted to go on. That's a false sense of peace because you know what? It's temporal. That it's temporary. It only lasts for a little while. I love food. That's why I'm going to the gym. <laughs> My mama can testify. She's probably going to watch this later and be like, amen. But guess what? It's temporal. It fills me up. And then the next day I got to have more. And the next day I have more. And then I got to go to the gym to work off what I had. It's all temporal. It keeps you on this cycle that you have to do. Same thing with money. I get my paycheck. Woo, praise the Lord. Until my landlord says, your rent's due. That was temporal. Until my insurance bill comes out. That was temporal. And then I'm waiting for the next two weeks to come by so I can get it. That's temporal. But Jesus said, I don't give you that kind of peace. It's not temporary. The peace I give you is permanent. permanent. The peace that I give you has an eternal value. See, it it, it always means, you you always want to ask the question, what does Jesus mean like that? And we've talked about life isn't easy. You know, I grew up in a, with a single parent for a few years. So I know what it is to come from a broken home. I know what it is to have to pull together, you know, and I love my mom. She did the best that she could, but I know what it is to go in the cabinets and, you know, you pull out ingredients that don't go together but then you make this meal and it's like the best meal in the world, right? Get that peanut butter and jelly and you will have two slices of bread and you're like, now I can make one sandwich or I can put the peanut butter and jelly on one slice, fold it and have two sandwiches. <laughs> My greedy self always went for the two sandwiches, <laughs> right? Then you eat, finish two pieces of bread. So for the third one, I just mixed the peanut butter and jelly together and just ate it. So we, we're always going to go through things in life. You know, it, it could be anything of some of you are new to New York City. I remember when I first came to New York City and, and I thought, wow, this is completely different than the South. Very different. And it's, it gets you moving and, and people, the first thing you learn is New Yorkers walk staring at the ground. The tourists stand looking up and you think, why? Till you step in something. <laughs> tourists. Watch where you walk. We love you, but just watch where you're walking. And you quickly learn why every New Yorker has a shoes-off policy in their house. But you can, come into, you can come into New York, and some of you are new here, and you're trying to figure it out, or you're new to this church, or you're new to your school. And that creates a fear and an anxiety and, and, and a, just a longing to be accepted. But if we know Jesus, no matter what situation we come into, he can bring us peace. He can bring us peace into our mind. Listen, folks, anything, any, any changes, any situations, any unknown can always bring that. It could be a virus today, a election tomorrow. It could be you. some of you are getting ready to get married. Some of you are expecting kids. That always brings a little bit of fear and anxiety. But When you trust in Jesus, he says, I'll bring a peace. That even though the natural fear and anxiety comes up, at a certain point, that peace just overcomes it and just settles your soul, settles your mind, settles your spirit. So the who is God. It's in Jesus. As a matter of fact, Isaiah gives Jesus a title. He calls him the Prince of Peace. What a title, right? These people, if there's British people here, no offense, but the people in Britain think their titles are something. As soon as you leave the family, they strip you of your title. But let me tell you something. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, and that title will never be taken from him. The Apostle Paul, he wrote a letter to some Christians at a church in a city called Philippi. And in it, he referenced this peace in Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, That means being thankful. Present your request to God. Come to God when you pray. Come and just be thankful because he's going to answer you. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That peace that is found in Christ will guard your mind, it will guard your heart, And it will transcend. It will go higher than anything this world brings or tries to get you to understand. It makes the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary definition of peace look kind of like, eh. His peace is much greater than that. The question then, if peace is found in who? Jesus. Peace is found in who? in case some of y'all were sleeping peace is found in who Jesus. so if we know the who now we can answer the how how do I get it how do I get this this peace I'm glad you asked you didn't know you asked but you did because I wrote it down how do you get this peace you have to be born again You have to be born again. That is a new birth in your life. You were born physically, and you have this body, and you have a soul. God is a life-giving God. While you were in your mother's womb, he breathed life into you, and that soul will live on. But he wants the Spirit to come alive in you. He wants his Spirit to come alive in you, and that's what born again is. It's a new birth in your life. It's a new birth. In your heart and in your mind. And it's quite easy to understand the how. First, you have to admit that you're a sinner. Now, some of us here tonight are are in that denial phase. I'm not no sinner. What's that guy talking about? Denial. You have to admit that you're a sinner. See, there's a gap between God and and us and and it's caused by the sinning you have to admit yes I understand that gap I don't I don't have a close relationship with him I understand that gap and and you're thinking okay well how do I deal with this gap well that's easy too admission starts with belief you can admit you're a sinner and that's one thing but you you can't just stay there you got to move step two, and that's believing in Jesus Christ, believing in in what he did, believing that he came and he died for you and for me. He died for all of us because somebody had to deal with that sin. So he died for you and he rose again. And now he wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven. But before you get to heaven, while you're here on earth, you can have this relationship with him. So you believe in him. Believing that he can be your prince of peace, not just mine, not just our, your prince of peace. You're saying, well, if I believe that he can bring peace into my heart and my mind, but I can't do this in my own strength, now you're getting somewhere. Because the next progression is just to confess. And that means to say, you know what? I'm past denial, I admit. That I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus is the Prince of Peace and that he can bring the peace into my heart. More importantly, he dealt with the sin, the gap between God and I. And so I want to confess that. And we all have to get to that point, folks. I did it when I was 20. This year, this fall will be 20 years that I've been a Christian and I have no regrets them. I have no regrets, but I too had to get to that point. I too had to have somebody point their finger in my face and say, Hey, you're a sinner. And I had to say, you know what? You're right. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. I do believe what you're saying. Then you have to confess. So I want to ask you, do you want peace in your heart and your mind? Not just peace because of a situation that's going on. Folks, that's today. Next year, it'll be something else. The following year, it'll be something else. But do you want this peace in your heart? Do you want this peace in your mind? Then you have to be bold. You have to be willing to say, you know what, Michael, you're right. That's me. That's me. And so I want you to be bold in, in your confession. If I was to ask you, who wants a million dollars? You'd be bold with that. Who's broke? I'm broke. Give me a million dollars. Well, you are broke spiritually. And you need to admit. You need to believe. You need to confess. I need Jesus. So if that's you, I want you just to raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Say, that's me. That's me. That's me. Now, if you've raised your hand, I want you to do something else for me. I want to pray with you. So I'm going to ask you to come down here. Come on. I'm going to ask you to come down here. If you raised your hand, don't be embarrassed at this point. Don't shy back. But you come down here. Say, I need this peace in my heart. I need this peace in my mind. I need this peace in my life. See, God loves you enough. To write about it in the Bible. To have us sing about it. To have me talk about it. Because he says, I love you. I love you. Now, before we pray, I told you there was a song that was in my heart. That God put on my heart. And I just couldn't help. Because I remember when I too had to make this confession. And so now there are songs we sing, and there's a song about peace that God put on my heart. And I've just been singing it and singing it all yesterday, last night, my poor apartment people next door, this morning. But we're going to sing a song. They used to sing, let's just close our eyes. Well, If you don't know the song, you'll have to listen to the screen. But there's a song. Peace, peace, wonderful
1: peace Coming down from the Father above Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. Let's sing it again. Peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down. From the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of
0: love. Let me explain this, sweep over my spirit. I pray in fathomless billows, that's old school, but do you know what fathomless means? You can't even describe how much God loves you. You can't describe how much peace he wants to put in your heart. It's fathomless and it's on a billow. It's like a pillow. It is love that just keeps rolling over your heart, rolling over your mind, rolling over your soul. He just says, I love you, 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 and he just continues to say it. I love you, I love you. He never stops saying it. It never gets old on his lips. He never gets tired of it. Because he knows that perfect love casts out fear and it brings peace. To your heart. So the writer of this song understood that and begin to just write those words. So I want us to sing it. And just sing it with all your heart. If you're a Christian here tonight, just raise your hands. Even here at the altar, raise your hands. That just means say, I surrender and want this peace. And we're just going to sing this song. And I want you to hear, as we sing this song, God just saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And as he begins to touch your heart and your mind and place your peace in it, then you're going to understand how wonderful this peace is. Let's sing it.
1: Only comes from Jesus.
0: mouths of babes Jesus just close your eyes for a moment just close your eyes just talk to him in your own words just begin to talk to him say Jesus I'm a sinner I believe oh I believe that you're the prince of peace I believe that you have the depth of love that the world doesn't even fully understand. And I confess that I need it. I need you. I need you. Oh, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I need the peace and the joy that comes from you. I need the love that comes from you. That wonderful peace that sweeps over my spirit and causes it to come alive allows me to walk through each and every day trusting in you. No matter what comes I can trust in you. Jesus we thank you. God I see my brothers and sisters here. They've been bold. God they've come down in boldness and said I need you. I need you tonight. I'm admitting it. I'm believing it. I'm confessing it. Now, God, we're asking you to touch them. Touch their hearts. Touch their minds. And continue every single day. We all need that, Jesus. We all need a touch from you. God, I pray in all that is Going on in the world today, that none of us would walk in fear, none of us would walk in anxiety, none of us would be stressed, God. But we would trust in you. We would trust your word that says you will take care of us no matter what. We will trust your heart. And my, my beautiful friends that have come down here, God. Today's the day they've decided to trust in you. <laughs> How amazing that is your word says you're rejoicing in heaven there's a party in heaven and we're rejoicing with you God be with us I pray be with us I pray